welcome to Tools in the Ship, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James, and with me is Chesto. Howdy, folks. Who's been working on his pickup lines. <laughs> and Crafty, who's Hello. been focusing all his metal energy, a green power source, if ever there was one, oh, yes. on going <laughs> off-grid, off the highway. Yes. And we'll update you on the man who suggests we humans are actually existing in another civilization's video game in this week's Must Watch. Nice. So stay with us. But first of all, we've had some feedback, which is terrific Fantastic. as always. Fantastic. Thank Good you. Good stuff. And who else? Who else but... Crafty, who do you? Who, who, what's your call? Who do you think's first cab off His the His name might start with Hammer. Hammer uh, Rocks. Hammer Rocks. Rocks. <laughs> Hammer Rocks. Says, on your mate. He says, is it just me or does the new Great Wall Ute look like a Toyota Tacoma um, or Tundra? Mm. Or, or is it a Toyota Kluger? And mm. for people listening, watching in the US, that's Highlander. Um, and Ford Ranger had a child. So a love child. With a little bit. And let's say the Navara was the postman yeah. then. Because I think there's a little bit of that in there as well. <laughs> but Hammer's not the only person who've said Navarra that. Navara was the midwife. Nu- numerous people um, that we've got feedback from that have uh, drawn that line between the Tundra, Tacoma kind of. It is unlike the Chinese car companies to. How should we put it? Shall we say be How should we put it? Yeah. Creatively borrow. Wax Triple Three says, Waxing. "Could I suggest a review of the micro cars, such as the Yaris, mm. Picanto, MG3, Mazda 2, 120, i20, Ignis, etc." So, I went to our Comparo guru, being uh, Maddie M4 Campbell, and his response is, "Look, we've done the Yaris and Accent, Mazda 2 and Polo as a comparison. So, yep. there's four good ones covered off there." The Hyundai i20 no longer sold in Australia, so that's that's a bit of a challenge. Um, and MG won't give us an MG3. You know, no. anyone's guess as to why they won't uh, give us one of those, but uh, that's proved a struggle. And we won't buy one because I don't no. think that's good use of our, our petty cash. No. Nope. Um, Ignis and Picanto, he says, perhaps stay tuned. So oh, there might be something on that go. front. So not exactly what you're after, Wax Triple Three, but if you piece those bits together, uh, it might get close. And also, Matt Murdoch, who's a new commenter, says, Enjoying your podcast. Keep them coming. I must get myself one of those Nuke Mars shirts. So that's, oh, uh, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, the musky <laughs> shirts. The um, Nuke go. Mars shirt, and he gives us a smiley face. So thank oh, you nice very shot. much, Matt. Just and watch for the build quality. In your absence, Crafty, too, very, <laughs> we had more support for you as a spokesperson for Keep Australia Beautiful. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, Excellent. So oh, that's, good. that's actually gathering pace. Is that a campaign I should, uh, yeah, you I should, should probably take get on We want to see you on a billboard, Crafty. Yeah, oh, nice. But yeah. Now, <laughs> just but legally this time. Your pickup lines, you're sharpening them, but tell us. What what that really means? So I like to start with, uh, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? No, yes. we'll, talk, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about pickup trucks, of course, and and we're in an amazing time in Australia, not just with pickup trucks, but with American cars in general. Do you remember not so long ago we were crying out for things like Mustangs, Camaros? Now we seem to have everything, and even a Corvette coming too, and more, yep, and more, and that mm. that includes, of course, pickup trucks. So mm. Ram kind of led the charge with the local conversion of the fifteen hundred. And 2500, I think, here in Australia. Uh, Chevrolet followed suit with the Silverado. But mostly it's the success of the Ram that has not gone unnoticed by Mm. the major car companies. Mm. And so there are five, five car companies now talking about introducing American-style jumbo pickup trucks. So Mm. I'll I'll go through them quickly in order for you and just tell you a little bit about where we're at with that process. really isn't it, that that pickup has found its way into the local lexicon. Absolutely. It really defines that line yeah. between what we traditionally say is a ute yep. and then the big like a big ute. Yeah, so absolutely. we've we picked up the lingo as well as the design. That's right. Yeah. Well, product. it started a few years ago with SUV, didn't it? I yeah, mean, yeah, that was yeah. A, that's that's right. a sort of American term. Yep. And side topic for a moment, a few years ago I drove a Silverado that had been converted by someone else, not not HSV. Mm. And yeah. I remember thinking to myself, 
this will never work here. Mm. They're too big. They're too difficult to park. Pretty unwieldy. use them in yeah. the city. Like yep. they, they are just too big yeah. for Australia's infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. Turns out I was entirely wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't on, be the first time on that point, and no, not for the, but the first time I've admitted it, which is something. Yeah, there so, was um, just to uh, jump in really quickly. There was a massive, and, and probably still is, uh, grey import market for those things. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you always see a fair few around, you know, carton horse trailers, yeah, tradies, yeah. whatever else. But now, yeah, it's yeah, really it, picking up. Meaning that so. it's the small volume manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and there left would be right hand yeah, drive and there would be mobs yeah. in Brisbane and Melbourne and yeah, Sydney yeah. that would, yeah. you know, Performax uh, convert them to right hand. For a while them, up yeah. in Gympie, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll kick off with the one that I think is probably going to arrive first, and and that is the Nissan Titan. Now I say that because Nissan has made absolutely no secret of just how much they want this car in Australia. They've been talking about it now, probably for about twelve months, and the conversation began with, "Yep, we're pushing for right-hand drive from factory. We want this car in Australia. We really think there's a market that'll go well." Those conversations obviously fell slightly on deaf ears in the States. So that conversation is now shifted to we're investigating local conversion right. centres. So basically. I take it Tundra yeah. is built in the US. Correct. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's correct. Yep. Uh, Titan, you mean? Oh, Titan. Titan. Big yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Titan. So they'll be the first one to lob, you reckon, in, in, in numbers? Uh, they are certainly the ones champing it a bit more than any others. Yeah. And, and so much so that, and again, again, this is credit to RAM, the success of that and the success oh, yeah. of the remanufacturing process has, yeah. has basically inspired other manufacturers to say, well, if they're not going to do it, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that process is ongoing, but you heard it here first. I think that will be the very first to arrive. Now, the second. Think about the poor guys from HSV for a moment. They're, they're doing RAM at the same facility, the RAM 1500, which is selling you know, through the roof, basically. Yeah, yeah. On the same lines, they're doing the bigger Chevy Silverados, not the 1500s, which aren't haven't captured the imagination quite so much as the, as the RAM 1500. So it was only a matter of time before they went, well, hang on a second. Chevrolet has a Silverado 1500 mm. too. Why don't we bring that in? So this is all kind of... Uh, sourced stuff yeah, off the record. Yeah. So you're making it up. Basically. No, <laughs> just does deep throat. But, uh, Excuse me? So Sorry. <laughs> I've seen the video. It's Can pretty we, awesome. You've seen the billboard. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, yeah, so Chevrolet is act, now actively investigating the Silverado 1500 to launch in Australia. Um, that seems like an absolute no-brainer. They're, yep. they're already remanufacturing them yeah. here anyway. Yep. 1500 is the size that seems to sing here. Only a matter of time before that vehicle comes yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now we move on from there to Ford in Australia, who says they too are willing to look at the Ford F-150 here. Uh, F-150, of course, huge selling vehicle around oh, the world. I believe yeah. it's still the best selling vehicle on the in, planet, isn't it? In the US, it's, yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm sure it's yeah, number one. I, yeah. I think it might be number one globally, but don't hold me to that, dear viewer. <clears throat> I, I might have an argument with Corolla or um, some others there. Also yeah. a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's got to be up anyway, there. It's got to be up We're going to use high. the magic of technology to have something on the back <laughs> yeah. of the screen at some Very point that will confirm that. Anyway, so I'm going to quote Ford's uh, Australian marketing manager here, Danny Winter, who says that I, I think if customers in Australia go that way, then we would absolutely bring one in. We've had full-size pickups here before when they were available in right-hand drive. Mm. Now, there's no right-hand drive full-size pickup at the moment, but when there is or if there is, we will look at it and see if there is demand for it here. We yep. always research products before we bring them in, etc. We did that with Must Mustang, and mm. even though we researched it, it still blew our minds away. So yeah. yes. a, a Mustang for them is it was a kind of, um, I guess, a toe in the water yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. American vehicles yep, here. And yeah. if you speak to Ford or anyone else for that matter, they were absolutely staggered by the success of that car. They knew yes. it would go well, yep. but I think all of us were a bit surprised by yeah. how much pent-up demand there was yeah. for yeah. Mustang. The other yeah. thing to consider with that is the Rouge plant where that F-150 is built is a sophisticated operation. There you go. Mm. So in terms of being able to slot a different uh, configuration of the truck in, 
I reckon they're in luck. Yep. And if anywhere was capable of doing it, it would be there. But the flip side of that argument is that, that those trucks, some of them particularly, are so popular in the States yeah. that they say, well, why? Where we're are we, at how capacity. How are we do that? Why yeah. would we do yeah. this? Yeah. Great point. Yeah. So that's actually yeah. the, the issue with RAM. The, the reason sort of some of the RAM delays, RAM yeah. cars have been yeah. delayed is because just they're numbers. selling yeah, through the roof in the States. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah. allocating any to us. Anyway, next on the list, the Toyota Tundra. Now, this is a cool truck. And, and in fact, the Tundra has some sort of distinction in the States because it's one of the few not sort of Detroit big three trucks mm. that has a, a bit of a cult following in America. It's, that is an almost impossible market to crack. It's mm. like the, the Falcon Commodore market at its peak, but on yeah. steroids. Yeah. Um, so, But the Tundra is one of the ones that it does have a bit of a following. Now, we were there in at the New York Motor Show where we spoke to the group's North American Group Vice President, and Mr. Jack Hollis, who told us that he's desperate for that car to go global. They're currently, and now it's not available in, in right-hand drive at the moment, but, and I quote, we're working on a next-generation Tundra, and I cannot wait to show it to you. We have a great relationship with Australia. We'd love to see that car go global. Um, Australia does fantastic work, etc. Now, double that with Toyota in Australia saying, of course, if that car becomes available in right-hand drive, it's mm. on the cards for us. They're looking at it too. So, mm. again, that's a bit of a waiting game for that new Tundra to be revealed. But when it is, if that has that dual possibility of left and right-hand drive, then that's that's got to be a short To your point on the well. Tundra having cracked that nut in terms of uh, acceptance and getting a following in the big pickup market, Toyota, I think, more broadly has done such a great job of establishing itself in yeah. American culture. Um, things like NASCAR, uh, making big trucks. Uh, data I've seen shows that a lot of Americans think Toyota is an American Oh, brand. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the manufacturing presence, all of that stuff. Yep. And look, it's not in the same league in terms of sales as things like the Ford, yep. of course. But mm. it, but yep. in terms of the, yeah. the outsiders, it's probably got the biggest following, yeah. you'd have to say. So now we go down to a uh, last but not least, I suppose, is probably the furfy one. So the 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 the, the, the maybe is that the <laughs> the furfy one hundred? That's yeah. the, the, it's the Jeep the, 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 new, the new GM furfy. <laughs> uh, so this is coming from the, the Holden people um, at their Colorado launch, basically, and and that they they too see the market here. There's and I quote: "There is definitely a market in Australia. We're already in it with HSV, and we're currently evaluating a lot of things. Um, everything's on a business case." We evaluate lots of different things on business cases, lots of different products. At the moment, we have the Chevrolet brand in Australia through HSV. That's where we are at the moment. So we need, need to kind of read through the lines there a little bit. But remember, GM has a fairly significant truck portfolio in the States. Oh, yeah. GMC Sierra 1500, GMC mm. Canyon, etc. So yeah, got a big and so, and so much current holding SUV product Correct. Is, yeah. you know, out of the States. Mm. And the other interesting thing about that is we, we know now that um, I think we know now anyway, if we don't, I'll write a news story about it, that the Corvette has been um, confirmed that it's not going to wear any Holden badging whatsoever. No. It's no. it's just going to be a, a Corvette really? product. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. with the death of local manufacturing in Australia, Holden clearly is open to the idea of broadening Absolutely. their portfolio to the mm. other sub-brands. Yeah. And as I think it. I mentioned to you, uh, Chesto, the branding in Germany, for example, um, on GM dealerships carries Chevrolet, carries Opel, Carries mm. the um, the V like the winged V with the checker yeah. um, flag on one for Corvette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. There, there are any number of ways of managing all of that yeah. as, as a retail presence. Yeah. Exactly. So short answer is this: some of those are more certain than others. The Nissan is is an absolute sure sure starter, mm-hmm. um, as I think is the Silverado fifteen hundred. But one thing is absolutely certain: the, the big truck invasion of Australia has really only just begun. Yeah. And if you are a fan of big trucks. Credit to Ram, who who were really the canary down the coal mine on this one, yeah, and and yeah. proved that there was a market. Yeah, and they the really broke the them. ground, didn't they? Yeah, they absolutely. Really the thing is, with these, you you can't write them off as a novelty or or a sort of uh, 
you know, status symbol because these things are heavy haulers, like mm. serious, mm-hmm. serious towing platforms. Mm. Um, and for grey nomads and anyone who's got a property and they need to move, you know, massive things around, yeah. they're very appealing. It's, very it's, appealing. it's halfway house to a prime mover. And I think oh, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was international that had a truck that mm. was essentially a prime mover. It yeah. was, it was. Yeah. Uh, okay, again, due to the technology. magic of technology, yeah. for those viewing, we'll have a pick of it up behind yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's where you start to get into a real Franken-Ute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that a new one? Just, yeah, yeah, the Franken-Ute. Alongside the Furfy. I've come about circle on them, though. I, think that, I, I used to think, oh, they've got no – as I said, they've got no place here in Australia, really. But but when I see them now, I think, oh, that's cool. actually pretty cool. Where else are you going to put your gun rack, that's Chester? Yeah. 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 Now, now, Crafty, we'll move – thank you very much, that's Chester. We will move on. And you've been – pondering the notion of mm. electric power for vehicles in the Australian context. Well, and I've been lurking around in the dark campsites. Uh, well, I've been lurking in the in the shrubbery. Yes, uh, and you've JC. had your electric gadgets <laughs> with you. <laughs> My personal electric gadgets, gadgets yeah. Oh, that's horrifying. Um, <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying for me, especially when they, they short out. Yes. And, uh, but, uh, no, um, yeah, I'm... It's, it's one of those things, and we did touch on it recently, um, and I think it's one of these things that we all have to get used to, uh, as well as, you know, big big unit trucks coming. Mm-hmm. We've got to get used to the idea that electric vehicles are the way of the future. Um, there are always massive question marks raised whenever anyone says, oh, you know, there's an electric SUV or off-roader coming or whatever. There's always question marks about range anxiety. You know, are we going to have the infrastructure to support them? How capable are they actually going to be? I mean, mm. but we've we've towed with. Uh, I mean, uh, as, uh, just as an example, Model X that, was yeah, it Model X, yeah, Tesla, the Tesla yep. Model X, yep. and unreal. I mean, off off the off the shoe sort of um, talk, just just instantaneous, yep. and that's towing something massive. You apply that, uh, you know, that that talk to yep. an off roading situation, yep. and unreal. It was a big double axle caravan. That's, that's right. Yeah, it was so almost three tons. Sizable thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two two thousand eight hundred, two thousand nine hundred uh, kegs. Um, so uh, yeah, and I mean, so you can't question. So the technology's there. Mm. It's just getting it out to us, getting it on the ground, getting it tested properly. You know, like nowadays with with utes and whatever, they'll do um, sort of real world testing out here on the roads to see how suspension holds up. Well, you'd want to do that that mm. same sort of extensive testing, but to see whether the 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 sort of I guess the framework around the technology can hold up to serious corrugations, serious low speed off roading in extreme temperatures, yes. that sort of thing. Yeah, but, but having I... me spill a beer over, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but I, I think you'll agree with me on this, and I'm going to self censor myself here. But there's Please a lot do. of bull beep that, that goes around this because in much the same not all not all off-roaders are built equal right yeah, so there are yeah. specialist vehicles for, for specialist jobs Absolutely, so in yeah. much the same way that you're not going to cross the simpson in an all-wheel drive cx5 yeah, yeah. you might not cross you, you know you might not cross the, the the width of australia in an electric yeah, off-road absolutely but if absolutely. you're just heading into you know 100 k's into your national park and yeah, back, yeah. then i'm sure they'll be able to do the job just fine oh, right? absolutely. i think these things yeah. will evolve over time in that yes you can have a specialized vehicle uh, you know it becomes more niche in terms of what kind of vehicle yeah. is appropriate yeah. for this particular yeah. purpose but then from a commercial point of view what remains viable you yeah. know mm. if if the vast majority of vehicles in the country are all electric powered you know there are where are you going to get your fuel? Yeah. You know, all yeah, of a sudden, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't add up yeah. right. to, to be selling fuel. So those factors do start to play Absolutely. A part yeah. down the track, pardon the pun. I mean, it's going to um, 
it's going to alter the landscape and, and already is. Yeah. Um, SUVs, you know, for want of a better term, but, but off-roaders, serious off-roaders, that's, that's a bit of a way off, um, yeah. you know, just you know, at the moment. You're not going to go up yeah. track with No, exactly, know, exactly. At the um, but, uh, you know, I mean, they're coming. Um, along with uh, you know the massive pickup trucks, it's it's all coming. So I think we've all got to sort of get into acceptance mode. Yep. Uh, and the idea is, is is now I guess it's just a waiting game until yep. until those sort of levels of yes of of uh, you know sophistication are developed, so we can have confidence in going a long way. Remote area touring, you're in an electric vehicle. Yep. You're not going to have to and stress the, and out. And the gap about is, it. you're right. I mean, but the gap is consumer demand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They can be made more And desirable. also consumer pushback. I mean, a lot yeah. of us are guilty of going, oh, well, that yeah, doesn't have yeah, a bloody exactly. V8 in. I'm not interested, you know. I'm yes. not going to plug me bloody four-wheel drive. Craft, yeah, yeah. Crafty, this sounds like a ferociously Luddite thing to say, but there would still be a moment, I think, if I was in an EV off-roader and I was kind of about to go through a fairly deep water crossing where I'd be like, hmm, yeah. does these, do these two elements go together? How does this work? <laughs> yeah, it's true. What happens here? Sitting on a massive battery, yeah. <laughs> a bit of water. And also, I mean, so many uh, electric vehicles have the battery pack at the base of the Absolutely, car. Yeah. It becomes yeah, almost a stressed member in the yeah, frame yeah. that you wonder about the torsional rigidity yeah, of, of yeah. the thing. Well, that's yeah. going to affect How, things like uh, running clearance yeah. or ground clearance. Absolutely. Your, 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 your approach and departure angles. Well, that's I the mean, Rivian question Because it's not an insubstantial thing, is it, the battery? No, the Rivian philosophy is that skateboard. So all the yeah. batteries, are every, yeah. in fact, all the key components all of the car are all along the yeah. base of the car, yeah. right? So, that, yeah. yeah, that would be a So if you're going through deep ruts immediately, that's going to be a problem. Or sharp rocks or Ever, yeah. Yeah. So at the moment, what's your take on it, Crafty? It really, if you're going for the extreme stuff, it's it's not an option right now. No, um, no, no, but, not that not that I can, uh, you know, not that I can tell. But for for towing and for other kind of SUV pursuits, it, it, it's got an uh, it's yeah, really an getting application. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. For recreational, uh, you know, weekend, you're taking a camper trailer away, a caravan or whatever. Yes, and we and we've already got the infrastructure. You yes. know, like there's the for those sort of trips. That's I mean, right. You're, so not, we, you're not. You're not. Driving a thousand kilometres into the middle of nowhere, no. you're going up the co- east coast of a Australia holiday camping yeah. trip, is and you fine. can get an app and you can check out where you can uh, charge up and that sort of thing. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. And so, some sort of mid-range off off highway yeah. work, yeah. fine. Your hardcore stuff, no, 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 no not, not at the at moment. Home. And like Chesto says, um, uh, you know, that's that's something that's on its way. And and people, you know, the lion's share of people aren't going to buy them for remote area touring, are they? I mean, no. that's a that's a that's a real niche. But I mean, and and it's something that the technology will will. You know, in the Australian desert, solar power stands up pretty, pretty yeah, strongly. Yeah, yeah. Get a solar There's a little bit of room. sunshine out there. A little bit there. of sun. Yeah. A little bit of sun. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you, Thanks, Crafty. Crafty. Now we are going to move from way out there to right in here right. in the garage. Oh. Okay. So what has been in our garage during sure. the week, Chesto? We'll kick off with you. And you have been in a French Grand Turismo. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> we, GT. We, 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 JC. It's actually Italian. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's true as well, actually. We. Oui. <laughs> we. Seaweed. Yes, so I have been in the uh, Peugeot 308 GT, which is a pretty handy little, you know, hatch. It's very, yeah. it's very good looking, yeah. very French. Um, quite quirky in places, which is to be expected, I suppose, but it is a quite a fun little car. But the interesting thing about it is it allowed me to write a headline that, I've, that I have never written before, and that is that Peugeot beats Porsche in Australia. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the Peugeot nice. 308 has now has the distinction of being the first car in Australia to offer a working PFF petrol particulate filter. 
So you know what they are, of course, yeah, the little yeah. honeycomb mesh or filters that they basically trap the bad bits yeah. uh, before they can be so emitted. So I've ever had a little bit of trouble with the DPFI. Correct. Yeah. And then they then the idea is that when, when things get hot enough, it burns them yeah. off into, into sort of less dangerous or, or relatively safe mm. particles. That's the idea. Now, famously, Porsche, uh, earlier this year when it launched the 2020 Macan S made it quite a big song and dance about being the first car company in Australia to offer a petrol particulate filter um, that was attached to a three litre V6 engine uh, that was going to be compliant with our uniquely high levels of sulfur in our fuel. Mm. It was quite a big deal. An even bigger deal then followed when they had to backtrack and say, actually, on closer inspection, it doesn't (laughs) work. work. It doesn't work with our fuel content. So, and and for a lot of people, then we thought, well, that's you know, obviously, our fuel just won't work with with this uh, this kind of technology. Enter Peugeot, who has uh, developed in-house a system that, in fact, does work with our fuel. So, our 95 Ron fuel typically contains up to 50 parts per million of sulfur compared to 10 ppm parts per million in other countries. So that's, that's a lot okay. more sulfur, Isn't it? Right? Isn't it? Um, so basically the idea is that the GT hatches PPF will operate on our 95 RON and our higher quality 98 RON, obviously. Um, which And I'm going to quote them here. They say it's, it's robust, robust to f- a fuel-containing average 40 parts per million average uh, and thus can tolerate all premium-grade fuel in Australia, but they have tested it up to 70 million parts per 70 oh, yeah. parts per million, okay, so yeah. well above yeah. our right. you know, yeah. average 50. Yeah. So anyway, the long and short of it is Peugeot wins the race. Petrol particulate filters are here. Peugeot beats yeah. Porsche. Why should you care? It's a it's a turbocharged petrol engine that's quite fun and perky, but also has some kind of green yeah. credibility in the background. Yeah, that is too, a that makes you feel good right. about driving it. Well, you put your foot down, you're loving the environment. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you're giving yeah, it that's a, right. a nice hug. Well, you're a nice r- Correct. I mean, so hug. You're giving it a kick. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Whatever. Now... Thank you, Chester. That's a pleasure. We shall move on to yourself, Crafty. You've oh, got yeah. three bases to cover, so right, yeah. a quick hop, step, and jump. Between oh, no, absolutely, each of them. yeah. I'll, I'll just race through them quickly. We did a comparison, off-road only, um, so nothing else, no towing, no uh, you know tours of libraries or pubs that I like to do when I uh, when I go out. Um, so off-road only. We had the Suzuki Jimny, the uh, Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, the Unlimited. Uh, yep. So the new JL uh, uh, Wrangler um, and the Ford Ranger Raptor. Raptor. Mm-hmm. So all on paper at least, pretty capable four-wheel drives, promoted to be capable four-wheel drives. Uh, it, it was an eventful Now, no, uh, no spoilers. You no, want no, to keep no spoilers. Yeah, no, no, spoilers. No, 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 absolutely no spoilers. Um, uh, at the end of the day, um, I was still of the opinion that they were all capable yes um uh, we had lots of fun we did some serious stuff we we actually went on a on a hill that uh, the emergency services are trained on uh remote area remote, uh, emergency services as a make or break scenario right so if you can get up there and get to the patients all's well if you can't you're carrying your gear it's, up. it's also a clothes optional facility is it it not, is uh, it is and i yeah. i chose to go the optional um, so there was a fair bit of slipping you were and sliding. Clo- you were close. When, we when we were on some yeah. pretty, pretty serious uh, sort of inclines and, and downhills, uh, I was slipping around a fair bit. But I thought it was brave there. to go optional on the drive there too. <laughs> a lot of people take them off when they get there. You did yeah, it. That's the- I did it on the way there, I mean, yeah. which the police were a little bit iffy about. It in um, seriousness, uh, it is a nudist retreat. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, well, this, this, um, and I mean, the part where we went is is a separate four-wheel driver training facility. Clothes so mandatory. It's, oh, clothes absolutely necessary, <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, of those, some of those bushes are pretty spiky. Um, I found out to my detriment. Um, you were lurking. But uh, they, they don't like to 
uh, promote it because it's not open to the public, the the driver training facility. You've, you must book, you okay. must pay, yeah. and you can only have it for your allotted time. Yes. But it's an unreal facility. Cool. It's over a massive property. Um, some great terrain, like uh, variations like, like water crossings, uh, which can get pretty deep depending on the rain. Yeah. Uh, you were telling me during the week, Crafty, it had quite a nice view in places too. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's just say uh, I've never been a big fan of beach volleyball until now. So, uh, so you've got, you've got three quite disparate offerings there, but, yeah. but each of them yeah. in their own way have a claim on terms of their off-road performance. Yeah, yeah? absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and I mean the sizes. I mean physically, you know, you put them side on, which we have in the yarn. So read my review coming up, uh, my comparison review on carsguide.com.au. I'll say that again, carsguide.com. <laughs> 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 okay. No, no, read read the read the yarn on there, but you see. The, the still images and the and the moving pictures as old codgers like me like to call them mm. on, the, on the video yeah uh, you know the size disparity is, is is pretty massive like you're going Jimny small Rubicon a little bit yep. bigger medium Raptor pretty big pretty big Raptor's got a wider wheel track than the Ranger it's got a it's got uh, you know a lot more wheel travel than the standard Ranger uh, there are a lot of interesting things that were, were thrown up um, including rocks while yeah. we were driving yeah sure but um, you know a great uh, uh, a great day out. Um, no, no one was injured, uh, no and all the vehicles um, did pretty well. Good. No spoilers, but is the Jimny um, still sort of? I mean, there's a, not just a size difference, but a huge price difference there too. Is oh, the Jimny yeah, still yeah. punching above its weight in terms of uh, bang for bucks? Uh, I think so. I mean, I mean, the whole test was about capability. That thing is so light. Um, uh, and it's got the necessary drive train, and it's got it, it's got a small engine, one point five liter uh, petrol, um, but that's more than enough to yeah, okay. to get it up. And with and and driven with consideration and a yep. bit of common sense, yep. um, you can you can do most things. Yeah, uh, you know, looking uh, like more and more of a safely. bargain. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah no, absolutely. Was, was much attention paid to tire pressures, crafty? I, absolutely, I presume, mate. I presume yeah. there was. And yeah, did you take your, did you take your garbage with you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you could have knocked out a quick PSA while you were there. You could have filmed one on the spot, yeah. I, Obviously I, from the waist I, up. I, I, knocked, I knocked a couple of things out, but none of them were PSAs. Oh, um, uh, no, it was um, – uh, what was the question? I've forgotten. Oh, no, tyre pressures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, JC, we we drove uh, we drove straight in. We dropped everything to uh, twenty you pounds. Dropped pres- I dropped everything. <laughs> dropped everything. And then you uh, and then the I pressure. and then I reduced the tyre pressures. Yeah. No, we we had everything down to psi. Uh, to psi. We had everything down to twenty psi, which yep. is a pretty sort of good general all round. Uh, I adjusted things here and there depending on how they were going. It was quite wet. Uh, there there'd been a fair amount of rain, so yeah. so the that. Uh, extreme hill, especially, got pretty greasy and slippery. Yeah, um, I mean, you yeah. do you do adjust tire pressures in your spare time, don't you? I mean, that's, you, you that's work your I way do, up yeah. and down the street where yeah. you live, and absolutely. Just randomly yeah. adjust yeah. people's tires. I tires. do, yeah. I do, uh, and, do uh, and sometimes. <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> the fastest way to get them down. I yeah, yeah, that drops them. Fast. <laughs> got to make sure I got the right Peugeot uh, three hundred eight. Is that Chesto's? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I sometimes do that clothing optional as well. Good. So yeah. All right. But so that's something, that, that's something to Great look fun. forward to, or something to be terrified yeah, by. But yeah. um, either, either way, way, it's coming at you <laughs> very shortly. <laughs> I, I I can tell you. Um, I was driving a rather special car during this week. So believe it or not, it's 30 years since the Mazda MX-5 first arrived at Miata in the States mm-hmm. and other 30 markets. 30 years. So that's flown by. And this one is bright orange. In fact, it's called Racing Orange. 
3,000 of them have been produced for global consumption. 30 of them come into Australia. Wow. We had number 219. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Was, okay. was the one that was in the garage. Oh, cool. Uh, 49,990 Australian dollars before you've put it on the road. Um, and it's based on the manual two-litre Roadster. Um, you get some Ray's alloy wheels, you know, really uh, cool alloy wheels. You get orange Brembo front calipers. I, I wasn't aware of this brand, Nissan rear calipers, but N-I-S-S-I-N, yep. which is a, a, a oh. motorsport-focused yep. okay, yeah. company. So the, those calipers on the back, little badge, and you get the Recaros, but with great orange piping around awesome. the seats. It's all rather special. Um, and it coincides with the rollout of Apple CarPlay and Android Auto oh, on yeah, all Mazda. Yeah. So yep. this okay. thing has Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. And it was just typically fun mm. MX-5 there driving was. experience. Mm. And the mm. things that stood out for me is just the beautiful simplicity of that soft roof yep. in that forget electric motors, forget complexity. You can, from the driver's seat, simply reach over. Well, very easy to drop it. Undo one clip, push it backwards, click, it goes into place. Give uh, yourself a... Yes, it's very easy yeah. also to uh, flick the handle and pull it back up. Yeah. So oh, okay. you, can, you can do that literally. All while you're moving? Drop of a hat. Is that, is that even... Well, you know? it, there's yeah. no restriction. Yeah. It'll be how strong you are yeah. At, yeah. You know, at a certain speed. You've got to keep up that I, I love that philosophy. I love it. it. A, it means you can close it in like, as long as it takes you to well, pull the thing shut. It starts raining and you want to get it over as quickly as Or you accidentally drive into the M5 tunnel or something. You know, you can immediately pull it up. It's great. It is the simplicity of it. It's a bit like that classic example where NASA spent so much money developing a ballpoint pen that would write upside down yeah. and the Russians used a pencil. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's it's right. just yeah. Yeah. do the thing that's yeah. simplest. But it reminds me a little bit of the of electric boots in cars. You know how you have these auto-closing boots now? I yeah. always find myself yeah. standing there thinking, I never used to spend yeah. 45 seconds yeah. waiting, waiting for a exactly. boot to close. I used to yeah. Exactly. Yeah. shut it. Has and then if you accidentally sort of, if something in its way, yeah. it'll go yeah. there and then you have, you know. Yeah. Well, look, talking about something being accidentally in something else's way, <laughs> it's time for Musquash. Now, first of all, uh, we'll kick it off with, and a hat tip to CNBC here, that Elon Musk says computers will surpass us in, quote, every single way, okay. unquote, all right? So at the World Artificial Intelligence Conference, who knew there was such a thing, mm -hmm. um, in Shanghai on Wednesday, um, the dear leader debated the chairman of Alibaba, who is Jack Ma, um, and he said, on the whole AI thing, you know, mm. where's it going to go? So mm. they had a, a to and fro on it. Okay. Um, and Musk said, we will be far, far surpassed in every single way. I guarantee it. That's, uh, that's what Elon said. Mm. Um, and he pointed to advances in chess yeah. and the Chinese board game Go. Yeah, as yeah. evidence yeah. of uh, progress in AI. I think it's been, around, ago, that, it? it's been <laughs> around that level for quite a while, yeah. as far as I can remember. He said, your cell phone could crush the world champion of chess, literally. So that conjures up vision literally. of a massive phone just crushing the chess There's world another champion. person yeah. using literally. In literally. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, one of those old Nokia 51 pens could brick. do it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Boom, <laughs> Motorola. Um, the first thing we should assume is we are very dumb, he yep. said. We can definitely make things smarter than ourselves. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, to I, which, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Jack Ma said computers may be clever, 
But human, being, human beings are much smarter. Mm. We invented the computer. I've never seen a computer invent a human That's being. That's the possibly wow. the worst offence I've wow. ever heard in my life. Oh, I know. And alarmingly, this is one of the few times that I'm actually on Mr. Musk's side. side. Yeah. The computers may never have the emotional intelligence of humans, but it doesn't that make them more dangerous? If yeah. we're building Agreed. these things, exactly. they're going to be superior to us yeah. in every way. Why are we building the, them? The yeah. development yeah. of algorithms. Mm. You never know where things are going to go. It's entirely possible. So I'm I'm on Elon's side yeah. as well. I've got to say. Yeah. He, he yeah. did say Absolutely. in 2017 yeah. though. He suggested that competition among nations on AI would lead to World War Three. Yeah. So oh, it's a fairly ba- bad scenario yeah. as far as Elon's seeing mm. it. But He's, an interesting debate nonetheless. Always a rosy outlook from yeah. Mr. Musk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The other big, yeah, big, to to. big win, if uh, anyone follows Elon and SpaceX on Twitter. Uh, this week, SpaceX was testing uh, that what they are doing is testing concepts and ideas behind their Starship uh, program, mm. which is the next big rocket. Yep. So, a facility in southern Texas, and the multi-billion-dollar project includes a prototype rocket called the Starhopper. Yeah. So, this is used where they can put one engine in to see mm. what's happening. Uh, and it's to test this Raptor engine, not the two-liter mm. turbo, but the uh, <laughs> Ranger Raptor. Can't do everything. Raptor engine that will be propelling future spacecraft. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, for YouTube viewers, there'll be some footage behind us. Up behind us. Uh, yeah. It's experienced several problems, including some engine fires and some failures at liftoff, etc. But this week, successful 150-meter test flight, and the footage is amazing. It's this mm. little thing. It looks a lot like um, R2D2 from Star oh, Wars. Oh, yeah, really? Vertical takeoff, yeah. goes a little way, and then lands in this cloud of, really? uh, of dust. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So they're testing this engine. and awesome. Little lateral yeah. kind of stabilization rocket. Boosters or whatever, rocket, rocket boosters. Yeah, 150 up 150 or 150 meters across. across. Okay. Oh, really? So okay. probably yeah. about the same yeah. up. Yeah, okay. The only problem is there's around 1,500,000,000 meters to go. Oh, uh, well, we're, all, we're yeah. getting So we're getting there. No, One but they've started. Small steps, yeah. 150 the meters. The journey them, of 1,000 miles, JC. But it's great footage. Start with a single... The other thing rocket is rocket launch. people people uh, will be aware that a NASA astronaut has been accused of the first crime in space. Ah, yeah, did we right? this? So this person's name is Anne McLean, and she was accused Uh-oh. by her estranged spouse of signing into that person's bank account from a NASA-affiliated computer <laughs> while she was on board the International Space Station. Incredible. So this could be the world's first Moving some space funds. crime. Space yeah. fraud. And wow. Adlai Stevenson on Twitter came back to that and said, I've uh, got to be honest, my money was on an Elon Musk pedo colony on Mars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now people will remember the thanks oh. pedo guy <laughs> the, yeah, uh, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. on Twitter from the yeah. dear leader. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does now, he still want to die on Mars, JC? He thinks that the people who first go to Mars should be prepared to die there. But don't you think that mm. that for, for Elon on. That's not a particularly lofty goal. Dying on Mars is very easy. It is very easy. The yeah. hard part is living well, on Mars. Well, also, yeah. he also yeah. says that people who undertake the ambition to go to Mars should mm. be ready to die in yeah. the doing so. Does he yeah. imagine how so quickly that'll happen? It's a risky <laughs> undertaking. I don't know. So, look, the share price, $215, down 5 bucks on last week. Okay. So just a, a small drop. Uh, but Mika Hugelschofer has a counter on the deer leader. And it's now 208 days since he said Tesla would likely be cash flow positive in all quarters going forward. Uh, So 208 days, and that's not the case. Not yet. Uh, Prices for Tesla vehicles set to rise in China. Um, We're aware of that. Tesla's also launched an insurance offering um, for for its own products in California only. Which mm. is another roll of the dice. You know, mm. insurance is uh, a dicey business. Yeah. If, pardon me. Sorry yeah. about that pun. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if you haven't been there before, 
So a competitively, this is what Tesla is positioning it as, a competitively priced insurance offering designed to provide Tesla owners with up to 20% lower rates and in some cases as much as 30%. So this is another, hey, we're promising big. Mm. Um, The company has access to reams of data that um, each one produces, that each, they know how Teslas are built, they know what goes into them, they know how they perform in different Circumstances and how they're being but driven. But the company emphatically says we're not tracking owners. No, this mm. is not tracking data. So that's fair enough. Like Mercedes um, Benz. Tesla <laughs> says the company's advanced safety features, such as autopilot, also contribute to the lower cost. So yep. keep an eye on whether or not that is successful. For JC, them. can I ask you a quick local Tesla question? Did, mm. did I read that Tesla is? Uh, I think I read on Carsguide. In fact, dot com. you that is. I say it again. <laughs> yeah. Carsguide.com.au. <laughs> that Tesla had <laughs> half the local yeah. warranty as well right. from eight yeah. years there to four story, years. So there it is. Yeah. There. yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah. and I don't. I don't know what's behind that. At Interesting. This point. Whether it was, um, you know, too many claims uh, yeah. was, was draining the the kitty. Who knows. Uh, but we, that is the um, case. I just want to dive in. I mean, we have a good-natured uh, digger, the old Muscarelli. Mm. Um, uh, call up Elon if you want to have a chat to us or email <laughs> yeah. us. Um, remember to read carsguide.com.au. We, we have Arctic, a, we have a dig at him. Us. Come yeah. back to us. We, we have a dig at him. But you've got, to, you've got to give the guy and his company some credit because they are really rattling the cage. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can take away from it. And, and he's a quirky personality. Sure. There's no doubt about that. But these guys are really shaking up the entire landscape, you know, ve- vehicles, you know, space travel, everything. Yeah. I, I had my first crack in a Tesla Model 3 performance the other day, and mm. yes, I will concede that not element, not all elements of that car are perfect, but my gosh, mm. the acceleration yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. The technology yeah. is, is incredible, yeah. isn't it? Like the, and I think anyone who's disrupting yeah. an established market Good on is up there, yeah. and they're putting themselves out there. We're just having a crack. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. But we are, yeah. we are not yeah. denigrating uh, the massive achievements yeah. and that disruption, yeah. which yeah. has changed people's yeah. And also, you put yourself out there. You've got to be ready for your, your haters and the people that are questioning your yeah, ideas right. yeah. and your, yeah. your approach Crafty, and whatever else. In, but yeah, in, good on him. In much the same way that I said before, Ram has kind of been the canary for big trucks in Australia. Mm. I actually, I will always credit Tesla with doing what yeah. I at one point yeah. thought was absolutely impossible. Yeah. That was making electric cars cool. They sure. were the least yeah. cool things on the yeah. on earth. They were Crocs yeah. and socks yeah. for years and years. Absolutely. And, now you've and got then the, the S came along E-tron, and away you go. the Merc, um, uh, the uh, EQC. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 They're all piling in. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's a major achievement. You're right, Crafty. Well said. And with that, we have reached the finish line. Thank Jeez, you, Chester. Just like that. Thank you. And thank you, Craft. No, thank you. And many thanks to Mr. <laughs> Pritchard for his behind-the-scenes brilliance. And as a professional wrestling devotee, it's great to see him in his Luca Libre outfit <laughs> yeah, today. It is. I think I think his ring name is Super Gallo di Oro, which means um, Super Golden Chicken. Yeah. It's, his it's his what name, sorry? Terrible. His what name? His ring name. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes, um, I've, I've also got to say thanks to 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 Pritchard because he was out on the drive the other day. Um, he embraced the clothing optional. Yeah. Um, ah, got a little bit sunburnt. Yeah. Yes. A little bit sunburnt. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had to slather him up with the reef oil, the, yeah, the yeah. suntan oil later <laughs> yeah, on. Absolutely. Hawaiian Tropic, I but, think uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he still – and and God bless him. God bless Pritchard. He still insisted on doing the Van Dam splits with, with no clothing on. Uh, it was pretty rocky Amazing. there. And a couple of prickles. confronting. Yeah, a couple of I saw a side of Pritchard that I've never seen before. You might quite, have seen a couple of prickles. I possibly never want to see again unless I subscribe to his uh, his blog. Please so. pass on the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. 
If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us. And remember, you can watch us on YouTube. Elon Musk, get in touch. Until next week, I need to share. I, I oh, come no. from a broken home. Mm-hmm. Our eldest daughter reversed into it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. See you next time. Hooroo. <laughs> <laughs> you're a shocker. <laughs> uh, good stuff. <laughs>